This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. We'll open the floor to anybody who would like to make any confessions or, uh, no, I'm joking, or say anything. Huh? If it's so important to have a voice, why is this Pesach so late in Shishayel after she has kids with them? It's, it's a good question. I, I think that in the beginning of marriage, it's a good question. In the beginning of marriage, I think that this voice can possibly become misused. I think naturally a person is a person before they're a spouse. And then when you get into the world of marriage, you know, you're taught the idea of listening to your spouse and compromising and being levato yourself and hearing the other party. And I think that that is part of the journey. But if you go too far and you go to the point where you're, you're no longer you, you no longer have time for you. You're married for 20 years and you gain 200 pounds because you, you can't take care of yourself. Physically, you, used to, you were your priority. Now you're not your priority. Now somebody else is your priority. And now you're falling apart. I was just talking to a, to a, to a, a, a gadol. And he said to me, he said, do you make time for you? So I started telling him about my day. So he said, he told me about himself. He said, I realized that I needed to make a couple hours a week that were exclusive for me. He said, I was sitting in my chair and I realized I gained so much weight. My blood pressure was through the roof. He said, I was, I was simply sick. So when you're young, you're only focused on you. Children, ketanim, are only focused on themselves. And then you become a goggle and you're taught, think about other people. And then you get married and you well, really think about somebody else. And then you have children and you're like, the only thing you can do is think about your family and your children and everybody else. And then too, too often you wake up and you go, oh my gosh, what happened to me? Where am I? What happened to my dreams, my aspirations, what I wanted to accomplish in my life? Where is my voice? The only voice I have is when I'm singing nursery rhymes. That, that person has to start realizing, whoa, 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 maybe you went too far on the scale. I don't think this is really the first part of, of Aisha's Chayel because... You naturally are there. You naturally are there. When people get married, the hardest part is losing that voice because that voice is the selfish voice. Once you lose that voice, you start becoming selfless. That's a certain beauty. When you lose it completely, now we have a problem. Again, I, I, this was written by the smartest man in the world. Okay. So I, I didn't put the placement over here. But if you'd ask me to like touch this up, I think that it doesn't belong right in the beginning. It belongs where it belongs because first, it, it, the first thing is not to retain your voice. The first thing is to start l- learning to break your voice, to actually hear the other person, to start being mavato yourself. But then at a certain point, you have to realize, like, I got to get this back. I have to look in the mirror and say to myself, like, where am I? Where am I in my marriage? Where am I in control of my time? Where am I in control of my dreams? When people wake up, they're 40, 50, 60, 70 years old, and they go like, this is not how I expected my life to play out. There's so much anger, so much like, I thought I was going here and I'm going somewhere totally different. If, you, if you're in control of your destiny, obviously it's all from Hashem. But if a person retains control over where they want to drive in life, you're able to potentially get there because you, you know, that, that's, how you, that's how you accomplish anything in life. That's how you're successful in anything in life. So I think that the placement actually is, is, is pretty appropriate. It's that you didn't go too far. And if you went too far, then stop and realize I have to stand up for myself. I'm telling you, I use this with couples so often and the effects are very dramatic. 
because a person says like, whoa, like I, I, I didn't realize I can say my opinion. I didn't realize I can, again, not stand up to in a bad way. I didn't realize I could say this to my spouse, like, that, that I could be heard. My wife tells this to women all the time. Again, I don't, want to, I don't want anybody to think here we're fanatics and we're just like, no, it's, not, it's quite the opposite. Okay? We're very pro-happy marriages. Okay? It's just the idea that when it, when it swings too far and then the person is nothing, so then, so then what are you? I'm telling you, every husband wants a wife and every wife wants a husband. I know that sounds very cliche. They don't want a shmata. They want somebody who says, oh, that's, that's, that's very interesting. You know, I was thinking this. And how about that? What are we going to do about this? They want somebody who, who speaks up, not somebody who, who attacks them, not somebody who belittles them, not somebody who puts them down, but somebody who has zikh, somebody who has something. That, that quality is something that has to be present in a relationship. Can't fall away. Am I saying something you disagree with that? No. <laughs> Turn on the mic on the button. Yeah. You know, like, and her husband respected her. Yeah. Like, if he wouldn't have respected her, then he, she would never have been able to treat him. Like, she was never stepped down on. So I think that we just don't understand the generation. I told my mother, like, I, I can't understand this. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, right. to me, she's, she's the stories that I heard about her, right? To me, she's putting herself down. How is it that, like, your pressure cooker exploded on your feet and you're and still you continuing to make supper. Are you crazy? Right. <laughs> and my mom's like, you don't understand it, but she respected her husband so much and he gave that back to her. So just because they did everything, I think that we just don't understand it. Like just because they did everything for their, I don't know why I'm answering right. the question. Right. No, no, I, 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 there, I think, I think again, it's very hard to, to generalize. I always say like, whenever, whenever you generalize, you start to lose because, you know, there's always going to be the exceptions to the rule. But I think what you're yeah. saying, yeah, exactly. I think what you're saying is, is the healthy version of this, which means that she was, she, she was able to strike a balance. Let's, let's hone, let's like flesh this out. Okay. She was able to strike the balance between, between I am Vatel myself to my family and my husband. And the most important thing is that Shabbos gets done, even though the pressure cooker exploded all over my feet, right? But at the same time, no, 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 really, right? At the same time, at the same time, she was able to, so that's number one. Number two is she was also at the same time, hopefully receiving from your grandfather the the recognition of who she was. And if she had to say something, she would see something. And there was a certain chashivas or who that was. And that is the healthy version Almost like the spitz of what we're trying to get to, the peak of that. Right, exactly. But there are certain, there are certain marriages. Again, we could say 20 years ago, 40 years ago, 100 years ago, we are, we are, it was almost expected that you were not, yeah, you were not something. You know, I once spoke somewhere. I literally, I almost got knocked out the window after I spoke. I, it was like a rush of ladies came running over to me. And they said, like, I'm a nothing. I'm a nobody. Like, help. You know, like, I said, oh, I, I don't know what's going to happen when you go home today and your, your spouse finds out that you're not a nobody. It's going to become a big problem. It has to be done with certain chachma. has to be done with certain chachma. But, but how does a person not have, not have, a, not have a, 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 a dea, a voice? And again, I, I think, I think if I, if I could say that the goal here is not to, is not to try to change your spouse. It's to try to hold yourself to that voice. Meaning to say, you're not coming home and kicking open the door and saying, you, I have a voice. You want the new sergeant in town. You know, that, that I don't think is the way to go. 
I think the way to go is that is that you just you find your sweet, confident voice that you're able to just stand up for yourself when you need to. And and it doesn't have to be against your spouse. It could be a simple thing when when something is said and you say, oh, I was thinking about this or how would we deal with that or what would we do with this? It, it's not it's not a confrontational voice. It's a it's a confident voice. It's a voice that just has a person standing behind it. As opposed to the person who, you know, they're they're sick in bed with the flu. I hear this. I'll, I'll say this. I don't care. I'll say it. I, I've, hear, I've had I've had men say to me, they're like not embarrassed. Like the wife is sick in bed with the flu. And they're saying to her, where's my breakfast? And I'm like, what? What do you mean? Where's your breakfast? He's like, that's what she like. That's what she's that's what she's for. Like, what do you mean? Like, where's my breakfast? And 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 wait, wait, wait. And there's some women who I find that they that they make the breakfast then. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I this is not healthy. I'm sorry. This is this is not healthy. You need to say I'm I'm really sick today. I'm not talking cases of abuse. I'm talking, where are you? Where are you? Where, where are you? What? Again, I'm not, I'm not here to say the, the, the A word. I'm not here to like throw it out there and, and say words. To me, that's a classic understanding of what this idea is. The idea is, is that you're able to say, I, I have the flu, honey. I'm sorry, you know, but you know, cereal is there and milk is there and you'll figure out the other few ingredients on your own. Is the ability to stand up for yourself and say, right now, I'm, I'm, I'm not able to. But again, if let, let's, let's say that same story, but if that person's husband is a, is a Kaddish Vitar, right? First, I can't imagine such a guy would, would, would say that to his wife. But if the wife says, listen, I'm really sick, but my husband is a tzaddik. He doesn't know the milk side to the flesh side of the kitchen. So I'm going to get up in the morning and make sure that everything's out for him. And then when he gets up, I say, okay, go enjoy your learning. I support you and, you know, whatever is out there. That, then that woman, maybe she does have a voice, but she's a tzaddikah. She's really able to push herself if there's no resentment there. So, again, that's a, there's such a fine, fine balance here. And therefore, it's, so, it's hard to tell from any specific story. If there's resentment between you're forcing me or I feel like I can't, I can't, I can't tell you that it's not good for me versus that person who's able to push themselves, which it sounds like that was your side. So you understand? And we, we have to be able to differentiate between these two because it's, it's like splitting hairs. But it's a different world. It's a different world. Okay, that's the idea. Exactly. Having, having boundaries in your life and being able to say no. 100%. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. One second. One second. I just want to repeat what you, what she said. She said that, that from Renee Brown, our new friend, Right, she said that saying no to other people means saying yes to yourself, which is which is which which is that idea. Yeah, hundred percent. You're you're able to put down boundaries. Very good. That's uh that's very true. That's very true. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Some people will try to say yeah more often, and sorry, people will try to say no more often. Like it's not that someone can't. Some it's not that someone can't do it. They'll try a way to do. They'll try a way to do it. And if, if someone's like, okay, I don't want to do it, so I'm just gonna. So that's no. what I'm saying. If somebody could and they say that they can't, that person, I'm sorry, I don't want to call them any names, but that's not a great spouse. Okay, that's not a great spouse. I could, but I'm saying no just to prove a point. No, that's not okay. They're like, they're okay, that's, that's fine. That's fine. So again, that's this level over here where you're able to say, I'm, I'm, I'm such a, a an Ibergegeben person. I'm so given over to my spouse 
that even if I'm not up to something, I will push myself and I'll be fine. That is a beautiful, beautiful madrega. But when, but when it comes with a tremendous amount of resentment afterwards and you feel like I couldn't say no, that's the key. If you feel like I couldn't say no, something's missing here, right? I, I like the Q&As, by the way, better than the share. <laughs> Can I have something? Right? We're, we're able to like really hash this out. Can right? I have something? Yeah, go ahead. Um, in a public setting, um, if you're this, if you want to, you know, your husband says something, let's say you're at a Shabbos table with a bunch of people. Yeah. Your husband says something and you don't agree with it. Right. In a public setting, should you say, no, don't embarrass I don't yourself. So. No, don't embarrass yourself. No, not yourself. even that. Let's yeah. say it's like a hashkafa discussion, whatever. Should you like stand behind your husband and that, or should you say? Oh, it's a good question. I, 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 I'll answer that. Um, no, no, I'll answer that. I think, I think that in a confident marriage, you know, a, a spouse can speak up without it being an affront to their, to, to you know, to their other spouse. So let's say your husband says something, and you're thinking like, really? But what about that? Even in a public setting, obviously not in an embarrassing way, right? Can I tell you something? I think that there are certain people that are very, uh, I'll use the word very complimentary or very positive or, you know, when somebody says something, they go, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Right? Those people, oftentimes, not everybody likes them, right? Because you sometimes want somebody who has an opinion to go, oh, yeah, I hear that, but maybe not in that case. You want somebody who's a person. You don't want somebody who just like, oh, yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree, I agree. You agree to everything? Huh? Yeah, no, there are people. There are people who do that. They're very, very, very agreeable people. And you see this with husbands and wives also. Meaning there are certain people that when they're in public and the husband, let's say, says something, the wife is like, oh, yeah, my husband's so smart. Oh, yeah, he says it. Okay, fine. It's very nice. Okay, it's a good madrega for Sheva Brachas. Now, your past have a ruckus. What about you? Do you do you have something to contribute that's meaningful to the conversation? You could say something. It's not it's not going to be viewed as a conflict to your spouse. You can have a voice. I'm telling you, there's a lot of people listening to this right now that realize that they are that person. They are that very very agreeable person who who ha- who does not have a voice. They think that they're very very nice, and they are very nice. It might be very sweet. But they, they are realizing as we're talking this through that they, they cannot say no. They cannot stand up and say something different than their spouse. They don't, they don't feel that they could. That's, I don't believe that's healthy. I'm sorry, I don't believe that's healthy. A person needs the ability to stand up and, and, and say something. If you can't, or there's going to be resentment, if you, so then I think that's what this plastic is, is focusing on here. You're, we're, again, we keep like hashing this out. I, I, I think that that's exactly what they're talking about. And there's a lot of people who they don't just say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't sound like a, like, like a broken paper quarter, but in their own way, they're very agreeable, very, whatever's said, they're very complimentary and very, oh yeah, oh, that's so smart. Oh, amazing. Yeah. I was thinking about that also. It's very nice. But you realize like they almost never have their own opinion. Those are not the people that you, ultimately are going to feel good even from their compliments because their compliments are fake. It sounds like it's real. They're so complimentary. They're they're just so complimentary. So you always want to be around them. No, you don't because they can't say no. So therefore there's no such thing as yes. The yes is not a yes. The yes is the default. No matter what you say, you say it's it's daylight. Oh yeah, it's daylight. Wow. Amazing. All the sun is so beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. Whatever you say, they're just going along with. I know I'm giving exaggerated things here, but I'm telling you within marriages, 
there's so many marriages that that have this element that the wife or the husband, usually the wife, does not have much of a voice. She she cannot say, oh, you know, I was thinking this, or I, what about that? She can't. She again, she could, but she doesn't feel that she could, and that's a bit of a problem. <laughs> Somebody asked, how do you disagree peacefully? How do you disagree peacefully? Right. I don't think that you have to specifically take a stand in public in order to show your spouse that you have a voice. But, but, right, I think that Again, the same way your spouse has a smart spouse, you also have a smart spouse, right? So your spouse probably is saying something that has some sort of validity, right? So if you have real respect for a person, then you can agree with the elements in, the, in their statement that you agree with. You could say it like with a certain lightness, not a confrontational, you know, demeanor. And then you can say, oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, you're saying that and that in that case. But what about in that case? You know, I was thinking about this. Would we agree on this case? I always say that one of the greatest marriage, you know, pieces of advice to me, like if I were to sum it up, is the idea of agreeing before you disagree. And it means that you step into your spouse's world and say their words first, right? And then you say your words. And usually you'll find that if you say their words, they'll oftentimes mirror your words. So if they say something, it could be hashkafically, it could be anything. And you say, oh, that's so interesting. You're saying this and this and this. They say, yeah. And you say, oh, that's so interesting. But what would we say in this case? Right. Like I just looped you into this conversation. What about what would we say in this case? You'll find a lot of times I'll be like, oh, that's such an interesting thing. I didn't think about that. Again, in the beginning of marriage, people are so, so finicky about their about their covet and about the you challenged me and you said something and I'm so insulted. It's like calm down, relax. Confidence builds over time. And then a person it's not such a hysterical moment when somebody, you know, says something opposed to you because they're not trying to kill you they're just they're just giving an opinion or they're just giving another option calm down it's not not the end of the world you know <laughs> it's gonna sound so oversimplified but like if i could say like like probably one of the, the the biggest marriage like ideas is taking big issues and making them little issues just hands down probably one of the top three or four pieces of advice i wish the world knew like smart people take big issues and turn them into small issues and people that are not so emotionally intelligent they take small issues and turn them into big issues i think that's pretty obvious and the amount of times i'm sitting with adults grown adults i'm not talking about like 19 20 year old i'm talking people married like 20 30 40 years and i'm like could we calm down like kids kids we have to settle down right and stop like it's big deal. They didn't they didn't mean that. They didn't mean that. They didn't scream at you. They didn't they didn't mean the way you're hearing it. You're taking a little remark and you're turning it into this massive issue. So you know, intelligent people, emotionally intelligent people, they know how to take big ideas or big emotionally charged issues and they know how to, you know, discharge them. Like they they bring it down to a more manageable level. So Relax. Your spouse, just because they said a different shot in Yaakov Avinu and the Malachim, you know, doesn't mean that like all of a sudden they hate you and they want to divorce you. 
They're just telling you something else that they heard when they were in seminary. Relax, relax. Like, relax. And I'm telling you, I find people get so charged when they're confronted. It's very finicky egos. Very finicky egos. It's not, it's not coming from very, it's not coming from a place of confidence. It's coming from a place of being, you know, feeling that you were, you were slighted. If we can take a break, like a, a, a chill, you oftentimes hear like, oh, that's so amazing. I now have two pshatim in Yaakov Avinu and the Malachim. Wow, look at that. And, and my Chavrusa and Shul told me a third pshat. And I didn't have to tell him my pshat. I heard a third one and now I'm smarter because I listened to him. And I didn't tell 50 people in Shul my pshat. 50 people in Shul told me their pshat. So I come out and I have 50 different pshatim in one story. That's Ezu Chacham, right? Halimin Mikaladam. I'm smart because I listen to other people, not because I'm so finicky that I have to share their vibe. They go, oh, taka, taka. Oh, it's such a good vibe. Like the 200th time you say it on Shabbos, it's not so gishmak anymore. If a person's so finicky, then there's, there's something off. You know what I'm saying? It's not gishmak. That person, their, their voice, no, it's not healthy. It's not healthy. So again, if you're in public, should you, should you challenge your spouse? Can you challenge your spouse? I think if your marriage is holding at a certain place, you can do it in such a such an awesome way. And your spouse will come down and be like, wow, my wife said such a good part. She had such a good answer. And if, you, if your spouse walks out of that meal and goes, ah, I can't believe you, you disrespected me like that, then again, maybe your spouse is not as confident and that's fine. It's all good. We, we love them still. But you know, at the same time, so maybe that marriage is not yet holding to the place where he's able to hear and be challenged. Or maybe the way it's being done is too confrontational. You have to... You have, to, you have to figure it out. But I don't think that just because you're in public, you have to become like a bobblehead. I don't think that that's healthy. Yeah, one more? Okay. When working on having a voice, how do we make sure we don't fall back to our default or only caring about ourselves? Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> that's a great question. How do you make sure that you don't go back to that single hood that that mode of just becoming just you and you don't care about anybody um i think i would argue that your relationships around you will become the detector of whether you did that meaning if they respect you more because you asserted yourself then you're doing it the right way if they resent you more because of the way you asserted yourself then you may be doing it the wrong way now i don't think that's a hundred percent true but I think that that's probably 80 to 90% true. So a person who stands up for themselves and says something and their, their husband or their wife goes, wow, that's amazing. I didn't think about that. Or, oh, you're not feeling well. No problem. I'll take care of it this time. I didn't realize because you actually stood up for yourself and said, this, this, is, not, this is not okay. I'm in bed. I'm sick. I need you to take care of the kids or I need you to take care. That's amazing. It means you stood up for yourself. They're respecting you. And they, they don't have resentment. That means that you just did, you just unlocked like a secret level in your marriage. That's really deep. But if your spouse, when you stand up for them, to them, and all of a sudden you became this new independent man or woman, and you're doing your own thing, and they are saying to you, wait, 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 wait this is not working anymore. <laughs> you're not taking care of the kids. You're not going to work. You're not making food. All of a sudden, like you're just doing your own thing. This is a problem then there's a, probably an indicator that that's a problem. So again, not 100% of the time because you could have a person who takes advantage of another person standing up for themselves. So it's not 100%, but I think that that's probably 80 to 90% of the time. 
you will find, I find that when people actually have an opinion and they, they, they vocalize it and they say, you know, this is not okay for me or I'm not feeling well today and I'm sorry, I love you. I just can't do this or that. I need you. I need you to chip in. I have an appointment. I need you to do carpool. Whatever the case is, be able to actually stand up and say something. You'll, you'll find, I find that when it's done right, there's just a tremendous amount of respect that's put into the marriage. Tremendous. Whereas, again, if it's done wrong, then it could backfire. But it has to be done right. And when it is done right, people are like, this is amazing. I have a wife. I have a husband. I have a partner. I have somebody who challenges me. I have a trainer. I have somebody who's actually helping me get through life. And I'm realizing that it's, I'm not the smartest guy in the world. You know, and there are two pshatim, and there are two emotions, and there are two ways of doing this. It opens up their eyes, and there's a certain appreciation. So how do you know? Usually the proof is in the family environment, how much people appreciate or push back. Sometimes people need guidance on how to do it right. It's a very, very slippery slope, because if you do it wrong, then it just, it just backfires. So it has to be done right. But if it's done right, this is a tremendous upgrade to any marriage. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.